I'm Pat Hyben, and over the past 25 years, I've sold over 7,000 homes, selling over a billion dollars in volume. In 2010, I sold my teen business to my top agent and went on book tour promoting my book, Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. That book went on to become a New York Times bestseller. Now I live off the passive income streams from the real estate I bought with commissions I earned as a full-time agent. And I am committed to giving back to the real estate industry as so many mentors of mine have given back to me. On this show, we'll interview the world's best agents, brokers, coaches, and investors to help you make more commissions and create the life you deserve. Okay, Rockstar Nation. Boy, we have a great returning guest. I have Mr. Patrick's Jacuzzi coming out of Stort, Florida. And uh, man, he is the top REMAX agent out of Florida right now. He is making some serious waves and has been for years. And uh, we're going to catch up with him. Patrick was on the show very early on. I think, you know, we're cruising up to 500 episodes. He was in like the first 20 or so that I did and hasn't been back since. And a lot has changed since then. And we're going to dig deep into some some really interesting uh, spiritual stuff and uh, something extremely dramatic that is that took place and how it changed how he sees real estate commissions, how he sees money, and how he sees people uh, massively different than uh, when you heard from him last and uh, when I actually recorded him last. So, you know, without further ado, Patrick, welcome back to Pat Hyben Interviews, Real Estate Rockstars. Thank you, buddy. We go way, way back, don't we? Yeah, me and Pat go way back. We've known each other probably 20 years. I've been out there a couple of times to visit him in stored Florida. We went to Spain together to hike the Camino de Santiago. I still have that little Camino thing that you bought me, buddy, that tile that you have. I just hung it up yesterday because we moved houses, that little tile from the Camino de Santiago. And then we went to the tomato festival uh, the world's largest food fight that was one of my life's most phenomenal experiences me too buddy i didn't realize what i was getting into but i got to tell you it, it was extraordinary and probably our most amazing experience is when i got that call from howard brinton who was both our mentor and he told me he couldn't hold on anymore and i called you up and i said let's go buddy and and you showed up and handed me that black shirt and we went in and had uh, life-changing experience having how many, last How many together. years ago was that? About four years ago, somewhere around that. Yeah, the amazing thing is, is I was thinking about that today in the shower because I'm actually going to Salt Lake City tomorrow to a different convention. And I was thinking that, you know, that, you know, once Howard passed away, and you are you and I got to be with him on his last day alive that that inspired me really to do what I'm doing today and I didn't really you know I realized it but I didn't really internalize it until this morning I'm like damn I'm like you know I'm essentially doing what Howard did when he was alive I wonder if how he would feel about that and if he expected it uh expected it out of me of all people you know to be kind of carrying on his torch you know, to touch on that, I'm sure he's definitely there with you with spirit. I had an experience just not, not too long ago. It's a couple of, within the past two months, I finished the book Selling Secrets, which I'm doing all to pay it forward. I'm not taking any money from it. And when I went to the very first time I spoke, and it was my child, my my little boy told my told me that morning that he had left his books in his mother's car. She was going to a religious retreat. And he said, who's going to watch me? I don't have my books. And I said to him, Jack, there's no mistakes in life. Sarah's here. 
and why don't you both come while I speak? You know, Pat, that night before I stayed up till probably four o'clock in the morning with my little index cards and my golden retriever is coming to the end of her life. I actually brought her with me, told everybody she was a service dog. So my dog was there, my son, my daughter. And when I spoke, there was an auctioneer I have coming with me and he auctions me off to be shadowed. And that's how, uh, before we spoke, we went, we, we said a prayer together. And when I got up to the podium, Pat, I left all those white cards and I literally could feel his spirit. And instead I spoke from my heart and I shared about the challenges that we all went through. And then I gave the secrets on the selling side and also the listing side. And then the aha moment, because I'm glad my kids were there. They experienced something that totally changed our lives and the meaning of life. Yeah, that was, I mean, that was, that, that was great that they could hear their pops up there, you know, uh, speaking that. And, you know, the more they hear that, the, the, the more they move on. Let me get into some nitty gritty with you, Pat, before we get into some things that happened to you personally. Um, first of all, you've been uh, agent for a long time. What, what year did you start? 89, 90. The, the 1989, 90 interest rates were 10.5, 11% adjustable. 1989. And, and so what was, your, what it was your GCI last year, Pat? Or your ECI, as I like to call it, ego commission income? Yeah, I've, I've learned a lot about that word, edging God out, ego. And I don't focus that anymore, but, you know, the gross income's in the millions, the million no. dollar plus. It's the million dollar plus, but I don't live on that anymore, Pat. I, my company pays me a salary. I'm coming toward the end of buying my freedom chips, and now... Wait a minute, you're going to have to slow that one down, brother. Um, what is a freedom chip? Freedom chip is when it, you remember, I actually had called Greg Sapp a few years ago when I was in Arizona at a Remax thing and, and had lunch with him. And I started it years ago. When I got into this business, I was a construction worker working with my father and my brother-in-law. And it was a family business. And so that we could always live on a normal salary back then which is uh, well, 30 years ago. <laughs> but you You're old, dude. Yeah, 30 years ago. I mean, and, and, and so for the last 30 years, you've been buying houses, renting them out, and then what he, he does is he calls them freedom chips. How many do you have? I don't know. I know that sounds crazy, but I don't know the exact number. But, Pat, the pearl of this was when I got into this business – and you go as an agent working six, seven, eight months without getting paid. I finally got paid a check. And the first commission was I shared a single wide trailer with a teacher part time in the summertime that showed me how. I looked at that check and it was extremely small. And then when I got a decent check, I gave it to my wife. It was in the $5,000 range going back about 27 years ago. And a few weeks later, my, my wife asked me when I would get paid again. I'm like, what are you talking about? Did you spend that? So to create some normalcy in my life, I said, listen, when well, I got paid with dad, we got a company truck, we got health insurance, we had a gas card, and we made $2,400 a month. So I set us, I set us on that salary and I remember meeting with my accountant who, after that first year, I realized I needed an accountant to learn about meeting with that accountant once a month, working what was coming in and coming out. And he said to me, you really should pay yourself more money. Well, he said that again after 15 years, we were still living on the $2,400 a month. The first couple of years, I branded myself and created a household name. And then we still lived on that, having children. And my wife would go to the beach, as she still does, and to the park with the kids. But now it's grandkids. 
And we didn't live without anything, but I took all the other money that I was making and I would buy affordable real estate back then. And, and now that affordable real estate has literally tripled in what it was worth. So every time I saved money, I actually got nervous because my entire construction career, it was basically robbing Peter to pay Paul to get paid. Mm. And then I put myself on that salary where, you know, Bill Minette from Wisconsin, you know, our friend Bill. Yeah, yeah, sure. I remember he flew in and he went in to meet with my accountant sitting down looking at what was coming in and coming going out. And he was totally amazed. And he said, just keep doing what you're doing. Don't change anything. But I was always living on what we needed to get by. And we never lived without. But as I was living, just like myself, who started out as a blue-collar worker, and my wife and I renting our first few places, I created nice places for people to live, and then it just kept continuing. Um, today I have two partners, a small plaza, and then my manager is, I'm going to complete my last three properties, and now where I'm at a point, the money is really, if you're in it for the money, I remember I went to a, a class not too long ago, and it was for brokers, and a young man was teaching the course, basically learned it off of a PowerPoint. And he said, it's all about the money. And I, I felt like the young man when I was a kid named Matthew Levine that was born with a Yale shirt, always raising his hand, arguing with the teacher. And most of the time, my friends who I'm going to be seeing in the next two weeks would say, let's put our money on Matt. Let's put our money on Matt. Very smart kid. And I wasn't arguing with him, but, you know, if you're in this business and it's just about the money, it's amazing how God will give and God will take away. But it is really, truly not about the money. Hmm. It is, you look, you need to look into your client's eyes. For me now, you know, for my why, I, I still go on appointments every now and then, but now my clients are also my team members. And helping them with their dreams. Right, right. And, and, and after 30 years, I would hope that it would be that way. Now, before we started this call, we talked about what actually changed you. Because, you know, at one point, you were very focused on money. You're very focused on GCI commission, standing on stage at REMAX conventions and getting a big fat award for being the number one agent and that sort of thing. And that suddenly changed one day. Why don't you tell our audience exactly what happened? Um, well, a quick example is my son's basketball championship was Friday. Monday. It was Monday, this Monday. It is the Raymax International Convention. I did get the flu, which you have to say, what good can come out of this? For one thing, I got to watch. We have a, a child that's 13 years old and one that's 31. And I got to watch that 13-year-old's team win by one point. And the day before, three of the players were at my house and we worked on basically the power of the mind. But there were many instances that happened that changed my life. I mean, everything from the traumatic car accident that I was involved when we were married 31 years ago and nearly died from that. And then years later, going through an aortic aneurysm and being on life support, um, flatlining, coming back, um, some other situations that happened. But the good things come out of those bad things, but probably the most traumatic uh, moment that like what you said about now you're teaching like, or you're actually helping others be, find their greatness. Like, like Howard did the aha moment looking back, which could be the worst thing in your life. In those tough times, you have to surrender to those tough times. And if you can have a defense mechanism, which, after the situation had happened, I looked at my wife and I said, what good can come out of this? And if you do surrender and understand that good will come if you're patient, and sometimes that good can be a year, two years, or three years. But that morning was the day after Mother's Day, 
And I literally was thanking God for many goals that I had made in my life the afternoon before. I was watching a lot of my in-laws that were at our house and thanking God for many of the things and goals that I had asked for to happen and, and thought, wow, life is perfect. That morning at dusk time, it was in the six o'clock in the morning range, I was laying in bed and again, it wasn't light yet, it wasn't dark, but it was that dusk and a ninja looking person all in black gloves and mask holding what appeared like shotgun rifle came into our bedroom through the door. I thought at first it was a very sick punk joke that someone was doing to us. And then when another man entered our room, also all dressed in black, and he had a bat and he would go to the other side of the bed, they both took the telephones that we leave charged all of us by the side of our bed. Immediately they had done this before. And they demanded for cash and gold. And uh, there was an accent coming from the man, lots of screaming. Then realizing two other men were in our house. And that night our two youngest children were in the living room. And you could hear noise going on and footsteps. And they, it was something much like that Captain Phillips movie with Tom Hanks. Pretty bizarre, very third world country. Uh, and again, screaming for cash and gold. And at that point, my wife said to me, do what they say to do or they're going to kill you. And I remember looking through those eyes of that masked man. And I tried to decipher who he was because something in my voice, in my little head was saying, when you get robbed like this, it's someone who you know. Just something came to me like that. And you want to kill someone at that point, but you know if you make the wrong move, he's screaming to keep my hands up. And um, there's nothing really you can do. My wife was negotiating her wedding ring. There were watches. Uh, I was very lucky that I had in a box of emergency cash in case, cash in case something traumatic was going to happen in the world and there was going to be rioting. I could throw the kids and my wife into an SUV and we can drive up to a modest mountain home that was is like going back in time. And you tell them about where everything is. And Pat, what happens is life becomes empty and meaningless and empty and meaningless and empty and meaningless. I played this in my head over and over and over, even afterwards where it's not like a Tom Cruise movie where you drop and roll, even if I had a gun or you tackle and kids are in the other room and you have some kind of superhero phenomenon of natural. It isn't like that because the meaning of life then suddenly changed for me where my things that I used to give meaning and even today so much now from that empty and meaningless where you give everything away because now you are negotiating, like you said, not a real estate transaction or even though I love negotiating, I'm really good at it and keeping the emotions and communications and the win-win in negotiating. But now someone has their two kids and my wife did some extraordinary negotiating um, through her faith of Catholicism, she was doing the rosary, and telling the the gang members if they only knew what this ring was worth, would they please then give the children back, as well as the watch and the cash, and then us saying, we made a deal, we made a deal. Well, your meaning of life does change, where those things no longer have meaning anymore. And when they finally through pleading, through saying over and over again, you know, we made a deal. They threw the two children on the bed and then they finally took off. My daughter was very brave. She was 14, Jack was six. Today they're 13 and 22. 
And the little one, number three, very tough, very, very thick, very tough in life. She's um, not going to say stubborn, but very strong-willed, even as a child. She stood up to the men, and they said something to them, which later I learned was shut the F up using the F word. We're going to kill you and your parents. And this was a violent foreign gang from another country. And they were called crazy little animals, we would learn later on. They were all tattooed and branded as gang members of being crazy. But she said to them, why are you doing this? And the one gang member having a rifle on her, and the other one had a gun on Jack. They said, because we're poor. And Sarah bravely, bravely said, well, why don't you just knock on the front door and ask for money? My dad gives everybody money. You're really bad. You don't break into people's homes. And then the masked, all-black ninja guy said, no, we're not. And she said, yes, you are, because God is watching you. And, you know, that brave little kid, she'll always be my baby. All these kids, all your kids will always be your baby. You know, every day we sometimes forget that we are all being watched, and we all need to be the best version of ourselves. At that time, I was looking to someone's eyes through masks. And I talked about before where it isn't about the money. And after we gave that stuff away and we got our kids back, it was a very long walk across the back of the yard. And we were going to a guest house where our oldest daughter was. And in my mind, I could only think that if she was raped or killed, my life would be over. I just didn't, that was the voice in my head. We knocked on the window as all four of us went to that house. And time stood still. And she answered the door. And it was just like all of us held each other. And you you really figure out that's it. That's that's all that life is. It's your family. It's your health. It's now. You know, it's terrible these terrible things that happen to us, you go from victim to you put yourself in your mind that it's a victory. And you have to have this defense mechanism, which through many readings that I've been reading lately, it's called surrendering. And you can surrender to your God, you can surrender to your universe, knowing that what I said to my wife, what good will come out of this? And you rub your little boy's head when he comes out of the shower, the thick hair, till it's dry, to the point where for one year you're all sleeping in the same bed. And he says, sorry, Daddy, I just can't go upstairs. And you're like, all right, buddy, it's okay. As long as you know I'm going to hold you all night long. And you're hunkering down in that bedroom. you got a German shepherd with you. The double alarm system, the gate, the walls, the magnets. And then finally one day you realize, you know, this house is, has no meaning. And you end up moving to a place that the kids are going to feel better. You're going to just start this basically like a painting of life and, and restart this over to get a new vision, a new place. And um, I mean, that's, good that's, things that's, come out of that. You yeah, know, that's amazing that you could actually take that uh, incident and turn it around. I mean, most people would be like massively caught up in it. Yeah. Like, so, so a couple yeah. of questions about that. So you had told me that, you know, after that incident that uh, suddenly the the awards, the GCI, you know, or ECI, the Ego Commission Income the the you know negotiating for every last cent with everyone that you met became a somewhat of a joke almost in that you realized that here you just negotiated with an evil gang uh, you were negotiating essentially for your wife's life and your children's life my wife also negotiated also. And, yeah, and both, she, both you and Susan negotiated, and you realized after that that you, 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 know, you had no negotiating power, essentially. You were like, you would have given every 
bit of ECI and GCI of the past 30 years back to the universe if if you know if they would just leave your kids and wife you know and get go away and leave you your you and your family intact and and you realize that that is really the only thing worth negotiating massively for is your family and all the rest is just pure bs well what also happens is for number 1 it took me a couple of months but i don't profile against you know and i'm not gonna lie the first month first two months you you got this loaded german shepherd and it's kind of like grand torino in the movie clint eastwood but then afterwards you realize you know you number one you have to take the story or whatever story that anybody goes through and it's almost like a bag of crap that stinks and if you continue to carry that with you for the rest of your life number one you can't move on and it's any story that people have against their mother or their father or a brother or a business partner or in this case gang members and you take that bag of crap this story that you tell over and over and you're better off leaving it in some corner that stinks mm, Don't wow tell story again and and you do focus on what good can come out of this the story, and we all have a story, we all have something that we've been through, but it does, you know, it's sometimes you win and sometimes you learn. You learn from whatever uh, we want to learn yeah, through. And sometimes you win and sometimes you learn. Yeah, that's I mean, that's that's amazing. And, and I know that the, the press, the uh, you know, the newspaper footage uh, that came out, it oh was like God. prominent real estate agent targeted and they made a big deal as if, you know, here's this guy, Patrick Sacuzzi, he's on billboards, he's on television, he's on radio, and and this 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 Mexican gang comes and and sees all this publicity and goes right to his house and um, tries to take his money. And I think a lot of people would, you know, read into that and say, okay, now I'm going to become, I'm going to just become this unknown person because this publicity brought me this bad luck and instead you you know you bucked that whole thing you said what the press is saying is again more bullshit and that you're going to continue being the biggest agent and and you know in the area and and continue being offering incredible service to your clients and not let this not let this false story hold you back right after it happened, you kind of realize why Alec Baldwin would physically attack the press for, you know, just you needed some time. You just I can't explain that experience. Even my brother, who was a deputy at that time, now retired, would would sleep at our house going through what we went through. But, you know, I look back now at everything that's happened and there's good that comes out of that. And, you know, now my best friend, for example, died in front of me of Hodgkin's lymphoma. I remember him holding his son's face. I talked to his wife just yesterday and he held his little boy's face and he looked into his eyes and he said, the eyes, the eyes, they say so much. And then he saw angels and it, it should not have happened and I talked to another buddy of mine that was there with me, with his wife, this week. And he faded away in front of his kids, his wife, me, my friend, and his brother and sister. And I was like, wow, this isn't supposed to be happening. Now, you know, I, I reflect back to the time my friend Tom looked in his friend's eyes, my, his son's eyes, and said, the eyes, the eyes say so much. And I opened up this company called Remax Community. In April, it's going to be one year. I'm going to tell you, agents, be grateful. Be grateful for your brokers. The money is in being an agent. you know. And now my why is this name community. When I went to the Mayo Clinic last year, wasn't feeling well. I was on vacation in the Cape. 
my son, his little boy, and a couple, and my wife. And you know, you eat, you're eating the wrong foods, drinking, eating too much clam chowder and saltwater taffy. And I called my friend who's a doctor. And I ended up flying to the Mayo Clinic, and we went together. And the Mayo Clinic is an extraordinary place, uh, Rochester, Minnesota. And for four days, they work over you like one of these 39 car inspections. You go from test to test to test to <laughs> test. And I laid there not realizing, whoa, not only am I, I die right now, but I'm not going to be able to do what I love what, every day. What were your symptoms? Why, why did you go there? I was getting bad headaches, very bad headaches. And laying there in one of the tests, my blood pressure was extremely high. I wasn't eating right. I wasn't exercising. And another doctor had told me, you're diabetic. I'm like, wait a minute. I can fix this. I can turn this. Mm. She said to me three times after I tried to isolate, overcome, and close, but I can do this. And she kept said again, you're diabetic. Mother died of diabetes. Mm. I'm going to be 53 years old this month, March 27th. She passed away at 53. Really? When I had that traumatic car accident, it seemed like I was chosen at that time. 31 years ago, my our newborn was just born, our first son. Nine broken ribs, three dislocated, a tooth knocked out, hand operated on. It's pretty racked up, my body. And that's why you can't speak, right? Because your voice, your voice box was uh, severely injured? Several years later, I went in with back pain, and they didn't, they were going to do a back operation, and then pre-operated, and they found an aortic aneurysm. When I had hit that steering wheel, which I went into emergency surgery in Texas, flatlined, code red, opened me up again, removed two ribs, life support, get me going again, double traked breathing machines. And then once off the machines, I couldn't speak. And that's when they detected a paralyzed vocal cord at a throat operation. So I always sound raspy or have like I have a cold. It's a little bit difficult in noisy places. And then flew back to Florida, had the back operation. And then after a year of basically doing estimating and construction and interest rates driving up and the challenge of losing my home and a disappointment with the agent I hired, I felt I could do a better job. Studied my brains out after seven days and passed the test. Took a cram course and then got my real estate license in the worst time you could ever get your real estate license. But going back to the Mayo Clinic, the aha moment I got there was, the Mayo Clinic says, serving you with all our heart. And then I realized, wow, look at this, the Marriott that we're staying at says, serving you with all our heart. Where I went to dinner at the Doubletree, it said, serving you with all our heart. And then at the Jimmy John's sandwich shop where my friend and I had a sandwich, it said, serving you with all our heart. Cindy, my advertising manager right now is fighting cancer. Mm. She came up with a logo and it has the map of Florida and right where we're located in Southeast Florida, just below, uh, just above West Palm Beach, she put a heart right there and it says, serving you with all our heart. And we truly try our best within this company where it's Remax community serving you with all our heart. And now it isn't about the money. It is about looking into your client's eyes. It's understanding what they're going through and doing everything that we can with all our heart to help them achieve their goals. When you... First of all, people don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. And they will feel it. And sometimes with helping them understand whatever it is they might be going through. For example, this past week, someone else had, had been on the market for a year. He called me out. And it's a condominium. He's moving back to Connecticut. 
And the bottom line is, he's a certain age, and it's about being with the grandkids and helping him get to be with the grandkids and get him top dollar, the most amount of money, but also in the shortest amount of time, because time is all we have. You know, it, it is about time. And interestingly, he shared with me what the other office was offering as a selling office compensation. I'm like, I had three agents shadowing me that day, paying $1,000 each after one of my talks. And the money would all go to Children's Miracle Network. And they watched. And what we did was kind of a paradigm shift. This is all about timing, getting there and the competition on the market was he's giving 5% to the cooperating office. He's actually paying a 10% commission. Jeez. Wow. So he was it's, thinking that, you know, obviously by paying more of a commission that his house was going to sell when you and I both know it was probably price and MLS that was going to sell that sucker. Well, it's not only price in that particular community. It's a lifestyle community and there's a cost that is associated with not only paying X, meaning the price, in order to move into that community, you have to pay a lifestyle fee. You will get the money back if you ever sell. And that's $68,000 for a lot of people. What do you mean, like a co-op membership fee or something? Once you pay that $68,000, there's 36 holes of golf, there's a yacht club, there's just an amazing dining room, a spa, dog park, uh, nature trails, guards, um, one way in, one way out. So the condominium where he was pricing it was like 100, know, 130. And I looked at the supply there. All that supply was gone except for he had totally renovated his condo on a beautiful golf course. And a professional golfer is now joining my team starting next week. She's a professional LPGA golfer, goes all over the world. And she shared with me that, that one of the 36 holes, 36 holes of golf, which is unique to 18-hole championship golf courses, is probably one of the best courses she's ever played on. So in putting the $68,000 into the price, where now the seller the buyer doesn't have to pay the $68,000. Condo's $188,000. The seller's paying the $68,000. And when that seller should ever, the buyer should ever move, they get that $68,000 back. It's a very finely, fine furnished community, truly for a golfer. By him paying me 5%, I got off the phone with a guy named Robert Stevens who I put a full-page ad in the paper acknowledging him for his artistry, and he is going to film that with a drone flying over the yacht club, along the river, along the golf course, using his artistry into the... So so you took it it at a 10% commission as well? It's a 5% to the marketing fee, which part of that is going to Robert Stevens. Interestingly, right before... Yeah, that's interesting that the market's uh, pulling that. I mean, I thought your market... uh, I mean, I thought the stuff would be hot, that the emissions would be going down. Are they actually going up? Well, happiness at a cheap price is always lost in the bitterness of poor quality. A man taught me that, which I've memorized. (laughs) You get what you pay for. If you want cheap, you pay cheap. If you want to get it and expose, and I'll give you an example... Right before Christmas, my manager, who is my, I call her my financial manager, she was cheering me on when I was 25 years old when I got into this business. I left one company, which at that time, we were the first company with a fax machine. Talk about technology, huh? Yeah. Nobody, else, <laughs> nobody else had a fax machine. Right. And I left that company and I went to another company and the market was different. And she, at that time, was the manager for the broker. She would cheer me on all the time. It's going to be okay. Don't worry. I was scared. I had $5,000 to my name, all of which was borrowed. 
that's what I owned had back then. And I was going to lose my house. And what changed my life was going to a convention and I saw Howard Brinton there and saw agents teaching. Well, Betty now is going to be 87 years old soon. And how long has she been you with you? Well, there was a time I worked with another broker and she ran that company. And then through working with our buddy, Howard Brinton and you know, he helped us achieve tremendous paradigm shifts. It's whatever you wanted to achieve in so life. She's been with you the whole 30 years. Basically you've well, known her for 30 years. Well, and now left, is she going to, is she getting a I big retirement it. from you? Um, she will get, she, she's paid, she's paid more than what is the norm. And there will be, she's only been working with me. I'll tell you what happened was I went on my own. We did over 600 transactions. We got hit by double hurricanes. I called Howard back. He sent Amy in who is now working with my company right now as a consultant and working with all the team members. That's Amy's store, right? Correct. So I've hired her as well as for my certain buyer agents that want to have it through um, Coach Larry, who is a coach that Coach Karen Bernardi, who is, as, I don't know if you know Karen, she uh, she was bought from Remax to Century 21 for over a million dollars. She is just a very driven, driven agent and when I did a Mike Ferry system one year and it was on coaching, I wanted him as a coach. And coming back to Remax, my goal was to be the number one agent and to earn seven figures. And I hit it that year. And I remember getting a phone call talking about doing the coaching again. And I had a different goal the next year. It was about building the freedom chips and passive income of what I felt I would need. And do you remember the movie, the big short? Oh yeah. I love that movie. One of my favorites. Remember, uh, Brad Pitt was the guy with the seeds. Yep. And the young guys wanted to make the money. Yeah. Jonah Hill. You mean? mm -hmm. And he helped them achieve what they wanted. He didn't want anything out of it. Well, now my position in my life is, and I did get this from a, a course. Um, you want to help people like you want to be like the Brad Pitt. Well, right? I want kind of well, like investing in other people, uh, not I, expecting anything in return. It's not much. You don't return that much as a broker. But what you get out of it is I've got a family business right now. I've got three kids working with me. Oh, is that right? So, so yes. you have four children. The youngest is 13 right. and three of the four are are they agents on your team or agents in your office or how how's that working? The twenty two year old has been shadowing me for about one month. Extraordinary job. She's my driver. She does not work with me every single day. You mean day. she drives oh. you around and then just kind of listens to you? She drives, and what happens is when your child is watching you or those three people who have bid at you on an auction, as now my pay it forward is. I'm going to teach other people just what you're doing, what Howard Brinton did. If you remember when we had those black shirts, mm -hmm. I remember yep. before yep. I spoke. And what I he's talking about, guys, is uh, at Howard Brinton's Star Power, he collected what he called stars, which were uh, agents that were succeeding in the business, and they all had black shirts. And uh, we had taught at a conference, and people could go to these black shirts and ask them for uh, ask them questions and i think what you're saying pat to to keep this succinct is that you know you've accumulated these freedom chips these property rentals you have you know i know between 50 and 100 of these things that are paying you money every month and uh, you've reached a point in your life where you said you know what all our bills are paid plus with all these freedom chips and uh, real estate's been good to me. And now what I'm going to do is not only give it back to my family, but uh, in, and instead of just giving like a family a lump sum after you die, you're saying, you know, I'm going to give them a company that they can, you know, work with and run with and understand and, and be a part of. And in addition to that, you're going to give back two other ways to other agents at your REMAX office and 
abroad and to also to give back uh, with massive, and I mean massive, guys, amounts of charity. Uh, and there's a reason that you told me before the call that you called it Remax Community because you wanted to help build the downtrodden, not only in the city of Stort, but in, in the, um, but all over the world. And you, in, in, your contributions are massive. Well, you know, it's it's kind of like this. If we what we used to do, Pat, with Star Power, we did not reinvent the wheel. We took the greatness of others. And we basically copied it. So now what I want to do is go around to other brokerages. It doesn't take long. It's two hours and share everything that I know. And then I'm finding that some of the people that are paying when I'm auctioned off is sometime a brokerage that will come and they can copy this office where here's a great idea. Okay. Humane society. I still do print advertising. Our demographics are, are, you know, people from a lot of people are 50 to, gosh, they're living longer and longer, 100 years old. And imagine the possibility of every time you put an ad, you hook up with your humane society and you have whatever animal they give you, they do the write up and you put it right in your advertising that it's the pet of the week. I mean, I'm noticing that some of the pets that they're giving us, in the beginning, it made me laugh. But think about this, right? Remember Howard Brinson said, get out of judgment and get into curiosity? Mm, indeed. Get out of judgment and into curiosity. And I remember, I'll never forget the other thing he said, too, which was, you know, when we had that advertising summit, he said, uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, he basically, remember what that lady said on stage about the three things that sell? T's, yeah, tits, tots, and terriers. The three T's. If you have them, use them. But in this case, I even just shared with my wife, I'm, I'm recovering from, it's a good thing that happened because I, I actually had to pause in life and get to see my company be able to handle things with me from a distance and telling people what to do. But I said to my wife, you know, honey, it is about looking into people's eyes. And I'm really realizing that the people that I come and meet, I don't judge anybody. And I'm meeting people that sometimes I wonder if they're angels in life. I mean, you don't know what someone's going through till you've walked in their shoes. And I'll meet someone that comes out with my daughter and he's holding a cigarette and you're looking into his eyes and he's sharing things with you. You know, and, and you try to tell him it's OK. He said to me, Pat, this one guy this week. He says, you know, you don't realize this, but I was going through tough times a few years ago. You came out and met with me and you gave me these tapes. And Pat, I was going to take my life. But I listened to those tapes. And after you gave me those tapes, I didn't take my life. And then, you know, he was almost embarrassed about me coming into his home. And I asked him, I said, hey, you know, be transparent. You smoke inside? He goes, well, in one in one room I do. I said, my brother-in-law can fix all that. Here's his number. I said, look at it this way. There's only two homes on the market in the whole neighborhood. And when you're ready to get your home sold, if this is what you want, you're going to be like the Cabbage Patch Doll Beanie Baby. You're going to be the only one standing. We'll get you top dollar and it's going to be okay. And he said something to me. If you judged him by the way you looked at him, he shared with me that through being on disability and the doctors giving him these medications that he had a hard time even coming out of his room, his house for a while. And he goes, I'm an angel. I left my house and I found a lady on the side of the road. The car was broke down. And when I pulled over, her oxygen wasn't on and she was dying. And I grabbed the oxygen and put it on her face and she came back to life. And then I came home and I talked to my cousin. I've been talking to him almost every night and he's fighting cancer. And we'll talk sometimes for four hours and I'll send him some books. Like we talked about that book, You Squared Quantum Leaps, about just jumping, going for it, not being afraid to, to, to go out on a limb to get the fruit. They didn't say that, but 
those were things that I saw in my life that, hey, what's the difference, you know? We go around one time, and whatever these goals, these dreams you have, for my cousin, it's living. And he read, I read the book to him. It's not that long, but we read it slowly, and we totally took it apart. I just mailed him a copy. He called me last night at midnight. I said to my wife, I just laid in bed. I says, Cousin Jerry, of course I'm going to get up. I got up and I talked to him for an hour and a half. Mm. He's so pumped up. He said, Pat, my, my cancer doctor, he said to me, I can't explain this. It doesn't make any medical sense. What you've been going through, your numbers were down to, to three. And this, he told him, stop sitting up on, you know, where you sit as a patient, get in the chair. And he said he was a Korean doctor, and he said, this doesn't make any medical sense, but your numbers are jumping up by the thousands. And I don't understand these numbers, but my cousin Jerry has such energy talking about it. He says, these quantum leaps. And I talked to him. I said, Jerry, you know, here's your why in life, the possibility Everybody said you weren't going to do it, but not only do you beat it and then you become cancer-free, I went with him to the Gilder Radner Institute that Gene Wilder put, opened up for him and a bunch Gene of Gene Wilder, you mean? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, they did this with all the stars, and doctors go there and help the cancer victims to overcome what they're going through. I said, what if your why is, Jerry – that not only do you become cancer-free, mm. the possibility that now you are teaching cancer victims how it doesn't mean anything what somebody says, what your time is. It's like when I had the three young men. At Rebus University, we take the pain points out of selling real estate. Have you ever said out loud, or in your mind, there are just no good leads or there's just no leads. Never again. That is exactly why we created 101 free ways to create real estate leads with real estate industry icon, Chad Goldwasser. Lost a listing to another agent? Never again. The certified listing agent course goes through step-by-step step how eight of the world's top agents close 90-some percent of every listing appointment they go on. Industry icons like Buddy Blake and Marty Hampton have encouraged their entire team to take this course. And after they took it themselves, we gave them discounts for all their team members, and we'll give you that same exact discount if you go to rebusuniversity.com. Had a listing expire and another agent take it over and then drop the price drastically and it's sold right away? Yeah, me too. That's why I created the Certified Price Reduction course. We've had several agents take that and get immediate price reductions. All of the reviews that we've gotten on rebusuniversity.com, by the way, have all been five stars. Our other flagship product, the Certified Team Agent with Jeff Cohn out of Omaha, Nebraska, has been selling off the shelves. Everybody wants to know what happens when you peel back the curtain of the Omaha's elite real estate team's inside business. Jeff and I sit down and talk about the nitty-gritty of where every dollar that he makes comes from and where every dollar that he spends goes out. It's an incredible, candid 10-hour course on how to build the mega team of the future. Use coupon code podcast to get 50% off your first course now rebusuniversity.com there so so the doctors give you this death sentence for example yeah so he's got stage four cancer right yeah remember when you And, and he's getting better yeah and it's he's been able to clear that through the power of positive thinking with you. Positive thinking. Yeah, and yeah. it's just like anything. You know, Les Brown, when you watch him speak in the Georgia Dome, 
when I had those young men in my backyard the day before the championship, mm. I said to them Just my, last week. It was on. Um, yeah, and that so, and that that then that right, you traded the for the moment. ego. You traded. You instead uh, of going on stage and getting your best agent award. I'm yeah. working with these three young men that work, that live. You know, my wife said something about bringing them back to the projects. I said, don't call it the projects. People don't have a choice sometimes. But, you know, she didn't mean it like that when you drop them back. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But you know what I mean? I, it's, what what else are you going to call it? Yeah, it's, it's a – in life sometimes we're dealt to certain cards. And just like Les Brown says – when someone said and labeled him as mentally retarded, and then another teacher told him, don't let anyone ever tell you what you are. Do you remember when you came down for Rob Gangi, you, Michael Mayer, and this was before your New York Times bestsellers, both of you, and I got Floyd Wickham, Whitman to come, and we spoke for a man that was in a coma. Yeah, that was a that was a, one of the brilliant, most brilliant days of my life because uh, what happened was it was me, you, Michael Mayer, and Floyd Wickman in a car, yeah, and uh, we drove to the event, the four of us, and we got stuck in traffic, and we had an hour worth of the most brilliant conversation i got i wish i had a recorder because that was one we we got we got some amazing it was an amazing mastermind just sitting in that car and then of course we we ended up what patrick's getting at and we got to wrap this up was we ended up raising a bunch of money for a a fellow agent of his that uh, in his area that had fallen off a skateboard and um, gotten brain damage and and uh, we we raised like a hundred grand for it, wasn't that. A, it wasn't 100 grand, but it was something like 40, 50 grand. Yeah, it was you, a lot of money. So, Pat, what I'm going to do is. Because he came out of that coma, Pat. He is, the doctors told his wife that he would be garbage if he came out. He came out, and I'm going to say he's about 90% better. He's a miracle. And then another time we did another one where I got less to speak, and Tammy Fadler, and Tammy Fadler said to me, Patrick, I don't know how to thank you because of you. I'm touring with Les Brown. I said, it's not because of you. I mean, Tammy. <laughs> by, by the way, Tammy's because, Vietnamese, and, and I think that was a German accent. But um. uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> she came down on her own dime. It wasn't because of me. She was paying it forward with and for another victim that today I said to Pat, Tammy, you're touring the world, making a difference in the world with a Hall of Fame speaker, one of the best speakers in the world, because you came to make a difference. Mm, yes, and if, if, it, if it stops being about us, going back to those pets, Pat, those pets, they only have three legs, cats with three legs, dogs with three legs. What are you talking about? These, oh, on, on the ads that you're running? People fight over these animals. Yeah. And we have to stop judging who people are, what they look like. The color of their skin, and literally love everybody. I said to my wife on the beach. Yeah, I mean, you, you've, uh, Pat. I, I gotta cut you off, man. We could go all day with this, but uh, I love how I love how uh, your mindset has changed so drastically. You know, since the incident, and uh, you're definitely a force for good, uh, guys. Everything. Pat talked about today. He's got a book he's putting out. I'm going to put some information on that in the show notes. If you'd like to book him to speak at your company, you know, he's ready to do that. No charge. Uh, His goal is just to raise money for charity because he's all about 100% about giving it back uh, now. And uh, Pat, listen, this has been a blast as it always is. Let's connect soon. One last pearl. There's only one reason why we are all living and breathing it's because we are put on this earth to serve to serve one another just like someone may hear this tape and you will change their life but if we can put in that mind every day we are here to serve let's do it it. brother have a good one my friend love you so much love you too man Thank you for listening to Real Estate Rockstars. Please be sure to leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening. All five-star reviews help us get better and better guests for your listening pleasure. 
And if you have a great review, I'll read it on the show. We are so proud of this show now with over a million downloads in 79 countries around the world. Also, don't forget to buy my book if you haven't already. Six Steps to Seven Figures, a real estate agent's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. With an intro by Gary Keller. Sold everywhere online books are sold. You can always go to pathyben.com and find out about all things Pat Hyben. And don't forget to follow me on social media. All you got to do is type in my name. I'm everywhere and easy to find. I hope to meet face-to-face someday, but in the meantime, let's meet on social media. Thanks again for listening and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.